Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys, talk to you soon. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place, because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Build Your Network podcast. I'm Travis's producer, Eric, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to today's mashup episode. On today's episode, Travis sits down with some social media superstars, uh, Jasmine Starr, J.B. Sears, and Trent Shelton. Jasmine left law school to pursue photography and four years later was voted as a top 10 wedding photographer in the world, and her work was published in a litany of magazines. As she diversified her business, she became a speaker and business strategist for creative entrepreneurs. J.P. Sears is a YouTuber, comedian, emotional healing coach, author, speaker, world traveler, and curious student of life, and his work empowers people to live more meaningful lives. He's also the author of How to Be Ultra Spiritual, and he's very active with his online videos where he encourages healing and growth through his humorous and entertainingly informative videos, including his hit Ultra Spiritual Comedy series, which have accumulated over 300 million views. And lastly is Trent Shelton, a former NFL wide receiver that is now considered one of the most impactful speakers of this generation. He reaches over 60 million people weekly through hard-hitting videos and unprecedented engagement. Though based in Fort Worth, Texas with his wife and two children, Trent connects with people all over the world through speaking engagements. I know you guys are going to love this episode. And if you want to learn how to become a social media superstar, you need to stay tuned and listen to this episode of the Build Your Network podcast. 
going back to when you were in college or when you were in law school and you decided to drop out to pursue photography. Why photography? Like, what was that? Was it an attraction to the art form? Did you see the potential to make money? Was it a combination of the two? Or was it just like, I need to do something that feeds my soul because law school is just sucking everything out of me? If there was a box that said all of the above, that's the one I would... That's <laughs> okay. I went to a small private private liberal arts college. And so they didn't have a formal photography department, but every other semester they offered one photography class. And I happened to enroll in it and it was sociology through photography. And man... I loved it. It was just like, I just was lit up about it. I was developing my own photos. I was just like, this is amazing. But like for a girl from the hood, having fun developing photos is not a career. Like Mm -hmm. that's not what you do. That was so far out of my imagination. I drop out of law school. My mom is really sick. The doctors give her a few months to live. And I should actually come out and say that my mom is still with us today, which was a total miracle. She's the North Star as to like the wake up call in my life. I believe Mm. everything happens for a reason. And she had to go through what she did to like have life stop me, slap me in the face and say, you're going in the wrong direction. Mm. So I'm so indebted the fact that she had sacrificed her life to have for me to have a wake up call. But it was at that time. So I leave law school and I move back home because I'm on full scholarship. I have no money. I can't pay my rent in LA because I ain't got a job and I just Mm -hmm. want my mom get better. So I move home. And I had been dating my boyfriend for about nine and a half years at this time. And in my plan, let me finish school, then we'll get married. Like Mm -hmm. when we were in high school, we were just kids. And then I had a conversation and I was just like, listen, you and I have been wanting to get married. I want my mom to see us get married. And so we quickly made the decision to get married. 20 people in Hawaii. We planned it in less than three months. And she, against all odds, walked me down the aisle. It's amazing. At the wedding, I saw this guy who we flew from Santa Barbara, California to Hawaii to shoot our wedding. And I was like, that guy has my dream life. He has my dream life. And so then in the time span of us getting married in September, I got a letter from UCLA to say, hey, it's time for you to come back and enroll to pick up your second semester where you left off, get your scholarship money, blah, blah, blah. I had like months to be like, that's a business. Like people make money with their camera. And then I was just like- Traveling to Hawaii. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, and his, and he had a lucrative career. And so I talked to my husband and I said, like, he asked me one question. He's like, if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, and be happy, what would it be? And I said, I want to be a photographer. And when he said, but you don't have a camera, I was like, I know, but I think if I got one, it could work. The greatest gift any life partner or business partner could ever give you is the ability to believe in something that is so stupidly far-fetched and say, Mm. hey, let's try it. And he said, let's try (laughs) it for a year. And then if it fails, you can go back to law school. And I was like, okay, that's a pretty good plan B. Awesome. And then uh, business in two, like business took off in 2007. And then by 2009, we were voted one of the top wedding photographers in the world. And then iterations, we started shooting different types of photography, taking on different types of clients, shooting for magazines. And then by 2010, one of the most influential photographers. And then by 2012, Huffington Post, most socially influential photographers. Like the business just took off as a result. And I think it's when you're in alignment to your purpose and your passion, the universe can't help but help you. So during that time, were you doing something like when you're trying to get the business off, off the ground, were you doing something for full-time income while trying to work that on the side? Was your husband working? How did that, how did that happen? That's another, oh man. Okay, Jeff, we're getting into the hot mess. (laughs) And it's like, you know how some people have like their life together. I imagined us together and like had their life plan on an Excel spreadsheet because that was my life. 
said, and with everything happened to my mom, it was like, let's just burn the Excel spreadsheet. So he was with a startup company <laughs> at the time. And I mean, legitimately, we were getting paid in like a bag of oranges and pesos. Like, it was just like, we were not making like that, that, that income came like every third year on leap year. You know, it's like, we, yeah, it was that's what we were doing. We- Let me ask you this. Let me interject real quick. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. How awesome were those times though? Oh, the freaking best. There was this one Chinese takeout place by our house that it was like, they call it the $1 combo meal. Like whatever you have on this line of Chinese fast food was $1. So we would go in, we would spend $4. We would share this combo meal and we would have to share our fortune cookie. Let me yes. That food was so nasty. But when you're sitting across somebody who loves you, who thinks you're crazy, like, oh, baby, eat those carbs. Dip it in. <laughs> Okay, life is good. Life yeah, nothing worse than sharing a fortune cookie because it's like, <laughs> whose fortune is this? We'll never know. I guess, like, I don't know how that works. That's what we are one. So That's yeah, right. exactly. That's right. That's so right. funny. Yeah, my wife and I, uh, we're, we're, my wife and I are also high school sweethearts. We started dating the summer before our senior year of high school. So yeah, oh really, awesome. Yeah. So when he was saying that, because we got married when I was 21 and bought a house immediately. So it was like all of a sudden going from like living with mom and dad, just finished school to married with a mortgage to pay. And like all of a sudden I have to support somebody else and stuff. And and I did, I was in door-to-door sales for like five or six years during like that first initial like transition period, 100% commission door-to-door sales. So it was very interesting transitional times where like we lived in an extended stay waiting for a house to close escrow for like four months or excuse me, for like four weeks, uh, a little bit over a month actually with like a six month old puppy. And uh, just like we look back on those times now and it's just like, man, that's crazy that that's like, that's what we were willing to do to live life. That's what we were willing to do in order to build the life that we really wanted to live. And looking back on those times, like 
some of our best times where it was just like me and her and a little puppy, like just chasing after dreams, even at 21 years old. And uh, those are some of the best times looking back on it. Like everybody has it confused, I think, and they link the external to happiness and fulfillment instead of the internal to happiness and fulfillment. It always leads to a path of chasing after what other people think happiness and fulfillment means for you instead of chasing after what you know happiness and fulfillment means to you. Uh, and pro- just so confusing. Morning just along the same line. And that was, if you are perpetually chasing after happiness, you're letting the moments that are currently existing drip to the floor like an expensive oil. I was just like, that is so true. That in the process of chasing an illusion of happiness, we miss the memories that happen today. So there's, okay, at the very, I don't know, did you watch The Office? Oh, yeah. Okay, the last episode, one of the key lines that years later, after watching the last episode of The Office, they had said, I wish we had known we were living in the good old days. Yeah, Andy says that, yeah. Andy! Yep. You're talking to a huge Office fanatic, so uh, I can definitely picture exactly what we're talking about. It makes me choke up every freaking time when Creed is sitting there playing the guitar as with the giant beard before he goes to jail. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, I, I wish he's, he said something like that. Yeah, like, I, I wish there was a way to know that you were in the good old days when you're actually in them. Because he's the guy in the show that's always living in his college days, always talking about Cornell and how amazing it was. And then, and then he leaves the office and he's like, man, oh, I wish I would have remembered that these were the good old days. And, and the point being that like all the days are the good old days. If you can be in them and be present, like you'll always, always, always come away with like a greater amount of fulfillment and happiness than you would if you're always constantly looking and living in the future that hasn't happened yet. And to have to think that like the office would have a profound effect on my business is like on really hard days because there are very, very punch in the gut days when you run a business. And I remind myself, it's like, I'm going to look back at this and remember that these were the good old days. And yeah. it's just a total reframe. It's a total reframe. Like I'm look back at this and be like, dang girl, you are having your $4 combo meal. You better freaking it. Yeah, right. Well, and, and because I think it comes with a, like a profound understanding that there are no times in your life that will always be 100% easy. So having that understanding and knowing that like there's never going to come a time, no matter how successful, no matter how rich, no matter how famous, no matter how many relationships or how abundant my life is, there will never be a time where there are zero bad times. So if you're always waiting for this like manifestation of this life that has zero obstacles and zero problems, then you will be waiting for the rest of your life. So you may as well figure out a way to reframe and enjoy those times just as much as the good times because they're never going to go away. Heck yes, because Biggie Small said more money more problems <laughs> exactly I, mean, I don't get this like i don't get this like my life hasn't gotten easier the more money i've made in fact it's gotten in, like infinitely more complicated and more difficult and you want to know what I've loved it in the same proportion. Yep. I was thinking that the other day. I was I was getting super stressed. We're, we're throwing our first live event at the beginning of November. And uh, we we have like two or three other things that are going on. I was just like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I could I could make a cool six figures at some sales job, being like a solopreneur, like come home, actually be focused on like just having fun and relaxing. I was like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> and uh, it was just one of those times. It was just a total reframe of like, you know what? This is what I signed up for. This is part of the process. And I have to learn how to enjoy these times just as much as like the high of putting on an event or like having a successful month or something like that. Um, it's all part of the process. You have to learn to love the process. So you're never going to make it through to the, to the final destination. Do you believe JP that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Yeah, I think the who has become incredibly 
just apparent to me lately, especially like when I'm taking on projects that I don't know how to do, like parts that aren't in my genius. I really believe it should be a question of who, not how. And, you know, is what or who more important? I think the answer is somehow yes. They're both super important for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've had the chance the past few years to become connected and, you know, grow my network to include some really, really heavy hitters. And that makes a huge difference to me. Like one, even if we don't have like some kind of project we're working on together, just like the up-leveling that comes from being around people who are living in a more unlimited way than I used to do. Like, man, that's an upgrade right there. But let alone like when we get into a project together, like, wow, okay, this is awesome. Right, right. Just being around those conversations of people that are just in a different bracket of thinking, it just is so transformative to the way that you think about things and the way that you view things. So I love that you said the up leveling because that's a phrase that I use a lot because it is what it does. You know, just being around people who are on a different level requires you to either get on their level or go get new friends, you know? For sure. In witnessing conversations and experiences and people executing things where it's like, wow, you know, you forgot to throw all the limiting beliefs into that conversation. And I guess because you forgot that you're doing something big right? in an unrestricted yeah. way. So watching how people actually don't screw up their lives when they forget <laughs> to include the limiting thinking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Tell us about a time, a specific time that you can remember, JP, that a connection in your life led to a big moment of success for you. Yeah, well, I love that. There's a lot. A particular one, uh, there's an organization that I had done, uh, I don't know, a handful of speaking gigs for. They have these events and they bring me out to be a speaker. And it was awesome. And in the point person, I had just developed a friendship with her. She'd pick me up from airports, take me to my place I'm staying. So after a few conversations, you know, we have a friendship and you know, and along the way, I learned she used to work for Tony Robbins. It's like, okay, cool. Sounds like a great experience. But then when I had a book coming out, I realized, well, I would love to have Tony Robbins endorse it for me. And I had gotten wind that he's been showing some of my videos on stage during some of his events. So, you know, having this lady in my network mm-hmm. was amazing. She made the introduction to, Tony's EA. And anyway, he was very happy to give me a book endorsement. In fact, he invited me to be his guest at one of his events, which was amazing. That was a life-changing experience unto itself. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Which event did you get to go to? It was the uh, Unleash the Power Within event. Okay. That's awesome, man. That's such a great connection. I think that also brings in the whole what you know aspect too, because you obviously had some credibility with Tony for him to be able to endorse the book. So that's an interesting story because it it definitely brings us the connection, but it also brought us the whole like, Hey, like if you're not good at what you do, then typically you're not going to be able to capitalize on the opportunities you may have based on the people in your network. Yeah. I couldn't agree more on that. When I look at, call it people who are approaching me to get into my network or maybe, and on the other hand, when I'm approaching someone else, 
The most meaningful factor, in my opinion, is what you've done. And it's like there's a mutual respect there where it's kind of like when I'm able to show value that I've created, people just like welcome me right into their network. Mm. And when I have someone, even though their field might be super unrelated, but I see why, like you're doing something big, like at least as big as I'm doing, but your own way, there's a mutual respect where I become very interested in that person. What I'm not interested in is what a person wants to do what their ideas are, what I'm very curious, what I'm very interested in and makes me you know, want to create a connection with a person is what you've done. To me, like that's common ground because I think when you've got people doing big things in their own ways, that becomes a common cup of communion that we can both drink from. And, you know, also sound a little cliche, but it also shows like there's some level of reciprocity and equal exchange. Yeah. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls, there's accountability crews and more all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We'll see you next time. Remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.